welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people who want all things real, raw and reputable where we smash taboos and break down stigmas. I'm your host Isabella Gosling and I am so excited to bring you the very last Endo Awareness solo ep for Endo Awareness Month 2021 and I thought I would end it on I guess you could say a positive note, but it it can be a very tricky one to discuss. So I thought I would talk all about endometriosis, self-esteem and self-confidence. So let's do it. I think self-esteem and endo and self-confidence and endo and even so self-love and body love all tie in so explicitly to endometriosis just because there's so many facets to it. So you can really have that hate relationship with your body because it's doing some pretty horrific things to you and you start to feel really resentful of it and the things that it can't do or the things that it's doing to you. And you also have that mental aspect of is this even real? Is this happening in my head now I don't know what to believe coming from people who might be questioning or challenging or not believing what you're going through and I think that really takes a huge hit on your self-esteem and self-confidence so while it's not necessarily like a huge facet of endo and it's not really a symptom of endo it's kind of like a byproduct of living with endo you can really have that huge hit to your self-esteem and self-confidence so I thought it was really important to talk about to sort of tie the end of endo month off and I thought I'd share a little bit about like my endo journey and I know I've already done an episode on that so I thought I would talk about my experience with self-confidence, self-esteem and how that sort of changed as a result of my diagnosis and sort of some tips and tricks and hints and helpful things to consider when navigating living with endometriosis and trying to build your self-esteem or self-confidence back up. So I, as I've mentioned previously, I was starting to experience symptoms from when I was about 14 years old and I was never the most outgoing child at all. Like I was always more quiet and reserved and I'd sort of now on reflection consider myself quite an anxious child, but I just didn't really know it at the time. Um, I was always a bit of a worrier and, you know, told to not worry so much and things like that. Um, and then as I was a teenager, I was, you know, quite, um, I was the person that would put my hand up to answer questions in class and that would be laughed at and whatever. And I thought, like, you know, I'm just trying to learn and I wasn't outgoing or outspoken, but I was quite studious. And so I wasn't really like extroverted or anything and I still now don't consider myself to be an extrovert either I much prefer to be by myself and have that alone time I don't think that I necessarily had low self-esteem in high school I think there were those typical sort of concerns like around like I'd get one pimple here or there and I'd be like ah but like I never really thought down about myself and I was very lucky to sort of have that experience but um I didn't really give in to like peer pressure around like body size or anything like that being said I was quite privileged I was you know a size 8 to 10 in Australian sizing so I didn't really have anything 
to be remarked at and I felt pretty confident within myself um, up until I sort of started to go through the later years, probably towards the end of high school and into uni. And that's really where sort of the crux of my endo journey began. And I think that's why I said earlier that it is really intrinsically linked, that um, relationship between self-esteem and endo. And I sort of started to notice as my pain and symptoms got worse and I'd be stuck in bed more, like I'd become even more introverted and I wasn't able to go out and socialize. Or when I did go out and socialize, I'd be panicked that I was going to be bleeding through my clothing or that I'd have to leave because I was in pain. And I'd be worried about what people would think of me and that it just sort of exacerbated some of that anxiety I was already dealing with without knowing it. And that sort of made things worse. And then from there, having that pain and those symptoms all of the time, um, it just bled in, and I love that, bled metaphorically and literally into facets of my life. So I would worry about what my parents would think of me and if they believed that I was going through this and I'd have, and then my partner at the time, um, they weren't incredibly supportive at all. Like it was a pretty horrific time, but I didn't really know it and I didn't know what to do, but I just thought, well, you know, I'm lucky to have anybody because that, that mind game of the story I was telling myself was who else would love me or who else would want to be with me when I've got all of these things wrong. So I'm lucky to have someone and, you know, I never want to lose that person. However, that person didn't treat me the best and um, they ended up ending the relationship because I was sick all the time and um, that really rocked me and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to I'm going to die alone <laughs> and I'm going to be by myself forever because who would want to live with someone? Who would want to be with someone? Who would want to love someone who's so unwell? And there was a lot of negative emotions and I felt incredibly isolated and the self-esteem thing was just like all of that negative self-talk of who would want to love you and it's this fake mean girl Regina George voice in my head like who's just the nastiest person and I think like you just feed that voice and you believe it and it sort of was a horrible time and I thought well yeah and then going through the other side of things medically wise I was being challenged by doctors and them not believing me and I was questioning myself and you really do start to self-doubt a lot and not believe yourself and so that anxiety got a lot worse and that self-confidence really diminished and I didn't really know what was going on and I felt incredibly isolated, incredibly lonely and really self-conscious and not confident at all like I made myself incredibly small and didn't give my opinions or thoughts any weight towards them because who would want to hear what I had to say and you know and that's gone to like that to now hosting a podcast which I guess could be considered quite self-indulgent and to be an extroverted thing but I'm literally sitting in a room by myself talking to myself so that is quite meta but um, that's still quite introverted, I guess, but I would have never, ever considered to my, be hosting a podcast myself or that that would be something I'd ever be able to do 
when I was first going through all of that and had that incredibly low self-esteem. But I think as a result of getting that diagnosis and then doing a lot of work, and I'll talk about that in a moment, doing a lot of work has really helped to build my self-confidence back up and build that self-esteem and self-worth and knowing that I am worthy. So I think um, that's one way of it. And then also trying to build that relationship back with my body again. And let me be clear, like I am not completely in love with my body every moment of the day at all. And like I still have quite a fractured relationship at times with it. And some days I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you do all of this for me without me even thinking of it. And then other days I'm quite frustrated and annoyed that I can't function like a normal person in quotation marks. And so I think it's very up and down and it's definitely not linear and that's something to consider and keep in mind that it's sort of that ongoing relationship and checking in with yourself and how you're feeling and trying to switch that to be like well if I'm having a bad day what's one thing that I can focus on that I love about myself or something like that but so I think that's been really helpful Uh, Another thing that's been quite helpful has been sort of switching the narrative and changing that thought pattern And this isn't to do with endo because, you know, you have endo regardless, like your thoughts aren't going to change that. However, trying to flip that, flip that change, flip the narrative and being like, is this story true? What I'm telling myself, is that true? Like if you're saying I'm no good and, you know, my everything's shit and like if you tell yourself that long enough, like you will believe it. So I think flipping the narrative and being like, well, that's what this side is. But then you also have like a backup story and you go, but I'm actually incredibly bright and I know a lot of things and I know that this isn't normal and I know that I'm going to find answers if you're going through that phase where everything is shit and you're trying to find that diagnosis flipping that sort of narrative back on itself and telling that mean girl inside your head or that mean voice that that's not actually true that's just something that my brain is telling me but I know better than my brain and I'm going to dis. I'm going to challenge and distrust what that is telling me and I don't have to just blindly accept every thought that that mean voice tells me. So like rewriting that script, rewriting those negative thoughts and sort of like trying to overcome them and it's so tricky some days. So like I know that that's really hard but even if you just try yet once a day when that thought comes in and being like, well, no, I'm not going to blindly accept that and just know that that's true because that's not true. I'm a really kind person. I have so much to offer. I have a really funny laugh. I make my friends laugh. I am really helpful for others. I do so many things. So they're just some examples of things you could tell yourself when those negative thoughts creep in and try and build that self-esteem and that self-worth back. And that's really helpful. I also have found journaling really helpful. And that's why I made the free resource about chronic illness journaling. And I'll link it in the show notes as well. Um, to really help with processing thoughts and feelings about situations and things that I can do differently next time and how I would manage things differently. And it's sort of that reflection on what you can do and improve. And so you are having like the best experience possible. And it's also 
given me the self-confidence and self-belief in myself to know that I know what I'm talking about and go and advocate for myself when I go to see a new doctor or a health professional and know that I have that confidence within myself and stand up for myself. I've also found mindfulness really helpful and I know it sounds like everybody recommends mindfulness but I think that practice of trying to detach from your thoughts and just letting them pass through and it's not about having that blank empty mind because it's just impossible but just having that thought process of the thoughts come and they go I don't need to attach to them I do not need to give myself any weight to them I don't need to give that any second thought the thought comes in and then it goes again and I find guided meditations can be really helpful for that if you don't want to just sit and listen to music because that can allow the mind to wander more. But if you're concentrating on something, that can be quite helpful. Or finding an activity where you have to be really mindful and present in the moment. So, for example, like macrame or sewing or coloring or anything like that, I find that really helpful because if you're not concentrating on what you're doing, you can make a mistake. And so you've really got to be present in the moment and your thoughts are just sort of passing through. You're not really thinking about them. You're thinking about the task at hand and you're really tuning out of your brain for a moment and you're focusing on the present. Um, This also might be, again, a bit, you know, woo-woo or out there, but I find affirmations to be incredibly helpful as well. So looking yourself in the mirror and just saying kind words to yourself because when you say them enough, you believe them and you, you are loved, you are worthy, you are kind, you are brave, you are strong. And saying those things to yourself over and over again ignites that action and ignites that belief that you are those things. So even if you really struggle to look at yourself in the mirror, even just try saying it once and you might feel really silly, but you could start off with a really small mirror, just like a little compact mirror that you do with like um, when you're out and about with makeup or something rather than like a full length or bathroom mirror. That can be really helpful of building that self-worth and self-belief. I've also found listening to Georgie Stevenson's Rise and Conquer podcast really helpful for challenging those negative self-beliefs and really building confidence as well. Um, I Also, listening to Melissa Ambrosini's podcast has been really great for that mindset and positive, positive thinking and different tricks and like listening to experts on her podcast as well and their experiences and tips and hints from them and as well as her book Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl as well I found really helpful. Um, They're just some other little extras that you know you can go and dive into and Another thing that I always like to consider as well is would I speak to my best friend that way? If not, don't say it to yourself and like pull yourself up. And that's what I tend to do. I think, hey, no, would I say that to my best friend? No. So I'm not going to say it to myself because being nasty to myself isn't going to achieve anything. It's just going to make me feel worse and it's not going to fix this problem. So taking those few deep breaths, thinking about something 
that you would say in a different way if a friend was in that same situation and then giving yourself that grace and that kindness. So I hope those few tips have helped. I hope hearing about my own sort of experience helped. Um, It has definitely not been linear. There's been times where it's been up and down and back and forth, but I feel much more settled and self-confident and I have that self-esteem back now from when I was in a really low place with some really tricky moments. So I hope that you can find light and some hope and helpfulness from this episode if you do i would love to hear it please send me a dm or send me an email i'd love to hear from you other than that i will be back in your ears on wednesday but if you did enjoy this episode please share it with a friend or a family member or share that you're listening on socials um, I'm on Instagram at Let's Talk Period AU, and I would absolutely love to see it. And that just helps to find new listeners for the podcast, which just really helps as an independent podcast. Uh, we also have the Let's Talk Period Facebook community, which is the place for people with endo, adeno, or PCOS to get support and answers and help and just to be around people that get it. Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.